0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons.
1: We're homebrew bound.
0: Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Katie. This is the best beer show on the internet. Uh huh. At least when our audio equipment works. Yeah,
1: today it's going to be better.
0: Oh, it's going to be so much better. You have no idea how jazzed we are right now. Yeah. We can hear our own voices. We're not talking, we're not, it doesn't feel like we're screaming into the void.
1: Or last episode, we just didn't have our headphones on. Didn't have our headphones strange. on, which,
0: it's so weird, right?
1: Yeah, uh, we'll see how.
0: Uh. Uh, I, I don't know, We've been, I've been doing this for eight years, and not having my headphones on while recording feels just so bonkers. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association, they do a lot to support homebrewing and home brewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic G Magazine. Click on the fur length above our homepage and join today. Also, i going to give a big shout-out to our patrons, uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. All right, Katie, what have you been up to beer-related lately?
1: I have been focusing a lot on hazy IPAs. You don't um, say. Yeah, and, you know, this is, it's, this is to be perfectly honest, I... I've never really been super into the style myself as far as a beer drinker. I've I've always preferred the the dankier old school west coast style IPAs, you know, that are pretty clear in body and um, not th- not thick or I guess thinner in body. You know, cl- the clarity is good, so not these thick, you know, beers that you can't see through and all the things. But because I've kind of made it a mission to um, improve upon Hop and Barrels. Well, not just myself, but Ethan and I, my co-brewer, have made it a mission to improve upon Hop and Barrels hazy IPA that we brew. Um, I I figured I better like get some examples, and I've learned. I've learned a few things. A, just because it says hazy IPA in the label doesn't mean when you pour it in the glass it's going to be super hazy. hazy. It's a tough style to to figure out. Um, I've seen a couple of very big commercial breweries in in the united states craft breweries of course Mm -hmm. in the united states um even in the last couple days where it's like i pour it in the glass and and look and say well this isn't any more hazier than the beer that i brewed last week right that's a good thing um yeah so i'm just kind of looking at how they look what they taste like you know kind of hop profiles all the things to see if i can kind of get a you know it's like i just want to kind of compete with the market i guess on the with this beer uh, i'm not looking i mean i guess who isn't looking to make a really really great but i just want to be able to compete with the market for people to, yeah. to pour pour this beer in a glass and go yep that's a hazy ipa and i think uh, up until about six months ago or so the beer that i'm um that ethan and i have been trying to fix it it's kind of missed the mark on on a few levels with that so that's kind of what i've been up to
0: okay how about you um, I whew, uh, I went to Karst Brewing in Fountain Minnesota mm. uh, we were on our way back from Toppling Goliath uh, like I said last week uh, and we were driving and I happened to see a sign on the side of the road it was like one of those little um, like like I I, I I guess I would call them like a little farmer's market sign was like, it handwritten? It was nice. It was in like it. We were, it was literally on the highway and it said Karst Brewing open. And I looked over my buddy Steve and I'm like, Heard of Karst Brewing? He's like, Brewing where? And then we whipped off to the side and took the exit and went and checked it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a real tiny uh brewery in uh Fountain, Minnesota. Uh, I I was just looking it up. Fountain is not a big town, no, um. It is a town of 405 people, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it was it was kind of cool, like this little little spot. And there, so we go in, and there's one guy sitting at the bar wearing a, a hop and barrel mask. Oh. so we're like, well, that's that's weird. All right, uh, yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, the beers were pretty solid. And, Good,
1: yeah, yeah. That's always exciting when you um, the last brewery I worked at. Uh, Bobtown Brewing in, in Roberts I, I, I mean we, we, we didn't make handmade signs on the highway but you know it was it was like uh, I've heard people say you know you, you kind of like there, wait there's a brewery there and then you pull up and it looks pretty nondescript from the outside and it's kind of like is this is this the place and then if you can if you can have a customer go in there and kind of blow their socks off a little bit with the beer it doesn't have to be the, the shiniest, fanciest, biggest yeah. place. You know, well, and Bobtown
0: is like, I mean, not to keep talking about your old place of employment, but holy shit, is that like this weird little like hidden gem it absolutely in is. Roberts yeah. Lake that has yeah. amazing food, mm-hmm. great beer, mm-hmm. and it feels like a dive bar mm-hmm. or townie bar. Like.
1: Well, and it's interesting coming from there because I started when it, I mean, I don't want to, you know throwing the word dive well i mean i guess dive bar there's something a little bit there's prouder, but it was definitely yeah. a small uh kind of you know a, a bar that had just been there forever and ever and it was always the same It you know it, it didn't even have tap lines when when i started brewing there oh really yeah well it did once i started but you know yeah the the owner mike he had to put tap lines in uh the only two craft beers were summit epa well there are three summit epa uh, New Glarus, two women, and spotted cow, of course. You know, oh, of course, so, I mean, but, it's a but otherwise it was like, if you wanted a, um, blatz, you could choose between a bottle or a can, if that's or a blitz or whatever, you know, or whatever you could choose any type of beer, bottle or can, and he he overhauled that very very slowly, and now it's it it actually it looks a lot different in there than even it did, you know, it it, it, put, it was all pine, ago, wood, yeah. pine wood board, and now he's kind of put sheetrock up and. And remodel it looks great. I was actually there this past week. Um, we needed to borrow one of their tools for a project we're doing with some broken kegs that we have. Oh, nice. And we had... I had one of their burgers, and it was, like, yeah, they're, phenomenal. Uh, the burgers yeah. are so good. Like, Chicken t- Oh, my gosh. So good. Yeah. yep, Everything. Uh, yeah. So if you're ever in the St. Croix Valley area, of course, stop in at Hop and Barrel for a beer.
0: Oh, All yeah. right. Well, so there's there's a loop. There's a loop. So, yeah. if, uh, so if you're coming from Minnesota... I, like like, the, like Minneapolis Saint yep, Paul. Yep. Yeah. If you're coming from that area, like what I think is the best loop is you do hop and barrel, then Oliphant.
1: <laughs> what you're want, gonna want to do. <laughs> what stop you're gonna want to do. The 94.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna you get off 94. Well, and it'll take you back to 94 eventually. Because oh, well, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you go you great. go hop
1: and barrel in Hudson. Yep. Oliphant go, and swing, uh, swing swing a little north to Oliphant. in yep. Somerset. And
0: I mean, if you need to stop by uh, Stars Bar in North Hudson okay I mean, yeah like you all know. right that's
1: it's just it's just a bar but uh, <laughs> if you haven't been to a if you haven't been to a bar in the state of wisconsin you haven't lived you really haven't you yeah. really haven't yeah um yeah and they're and then, all kind of the same but it's right you know, yeah, uh yeah so then font.
0: uh and then i would say Bobtown would be the next yep. stop yep and that's uh, that's then,
1: where you would want to have lunch
0: yes yeah uh and then uh pitchfork on your way out of town mm-hmm. uh, and then if you're feeling really ambitious uh head over to rush river and river falls yeah
1: that's a little further south of the 94 i-94 corridor but uh rush river swinging bridge too yep. if you want to really get into it but you know and these you, you know with this loop if, if you don't live in a a metro area or if you i'm sorry if you do live in a metro area we're, we're talking miles you're going to want to have a designated driver yes and, and whatever, uh, you're yep. talking you know 10, sometimes 10 miles between stops, but it's, it's well worth a a day of. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: and then, yeah. Oh, and then they're all selling off sale cans. So Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, yep. It's great.
0: Well, that is, uh, that is Wisconsin tourism corner. Uh,
1: (laughs) and now we're done with the intro of the show. (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, so we are getting into, into the weeds a little bit Mm -hmm. on, uh, we're continuing our hop series, uh, digging through the new IPA. Yep. Um, A Scientific Guide to Hop, Aroma, and Flavor by Scott Janish. And we are talking about the confusing, the befuddling, the, I mean, just the downright mystery of biotransformation. Yes.
1: And this is chapter 10 of the book, if you've been kind of following along. Biotransformation.
0: Yeah. So I guess before we get into the chapter, uh, for me biotransformation has kind of been nothing more than a buzzword. Yeah. Like I know that it did something. Mm-hmm. I know that that's the reason that we added hops at high cruisen mm-hmm. um, was to get biotransformation mm-hmm. and it changed the flavor of things. Well,
1: legs. but I think I think even backing up I I don't think people there was a word for it uh but right before I I I came here today I, I went to so Truth be told I haven't read the chapter. I I've, I've summarized it and skimmed it very well. Um but I forgot my my book um over the weekend when I was out of town. So I went into hop we have a library of books and I was like, "Oh, let's see what the the uh, Mitch Steele IPA mm-hmm. book. There is it's not it's not in the book. The word biotransformation just it's not in the index. It isn't a, it's in, it isn't a chapter uh that that hops book that came out with those series of the malt hops, mm-hmm. water, yeast. Not a topic. Um, so, buzzword, um, I think it's more just because it's new. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I think that, you know, over the last, say, and, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to back up. That that Mitch Steele hops uh, IPA book was published in 2012. So, we're talking in the last eight years. We have figured out, like, oh, if you add hop hops to high croissance, something magnificent happens. And then, I don't know, maybe it wasn't even until this new IPA book came out that there was an actual you know where that that biotransformation word sort of started kind of yeah yeah i guess like the first
0: time i heard it uh was in relation to like the new england style ipa uh specifically with like trillium and treehouse
1: yeah um yep and uh and and i I, you know i didn't even think to look in those books those are because those are probably even newer than the mitch steel ipa book but uh it's it's just such a new concept. It isn't yeah. necessarily maybe even new a new practice for some brewers, but just. But know, now putting, now we, there's a label for there's it. There's a label for it exactly. Um. Yeah, it's.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So, like, let's let's get into biotransformation. So, um, biotransfer. So, I guess I'm trying to, like I'm trying to so, figure out where the best place to start. I think here we is. should
1: start with like all hops have. These things called gly- glycosides in them, yes. and though those are odorless, non-volatile compounds, and they can they can be hy- hydrolyzed by an enzyme, which we'll get into in, in a second, um, to to produce sugar. Let me actually, I found a little chart here. Um, one cut ca- one, co- one kybo- uh, carbohydrate, glucose, and also a hop oil, which is uh, linol lino- line linolul Thank you. Um, and it needs that that enzyme to be able. So first of all, I w- we were saying earlier, I was like, "Duh, there's sugar in hops." Right. Yeah. Like it's that's just the, not something you th- you thought of.
0: It's literally like this book has been full of like, oh, I'm dumb.
1: Yeah, and, and so I think <laughs> I think the truth is is that brewers historically have been using hops in a way that that bond the of the car- car- carbohydrate in that one hop oil hasn't necessarily been. Hylyized it hasn't that enzyme hasn't gotten involved because we're either we've either, we either been adding the hops at the wrong time quote unquote mm-hmm. or maybe at not the right temperature or not using the correct yeast and what this chapter is, is showing is that if you get all of these factors in place then you can get this this extra like delicious compound do you want to say the name of the enzyme we're talking about
0: Oh man uh, wait the the beta beta
1: yes. So that is the enzyme Beto-gluc- that glucosidase. Beta glucosidase. Yes. Hey, I got there. Woo! And that is an enzyme that enhance enhances the biotransformation of the hop compound. So it, it, it breaks apart that that glucose, that one sugar, and the um, the hop oil.
0: Mhm. Uh, okay. Um, and these these are ones, uh, so you can buy like the commercial ones mm-hmm. and add them in. Uh, and they're used in winemaking primarily?
1: You know, I actually, I was on the Northern Brewer website because I do have a, a, a bit of me that I feel like I remember he, selling that enzyme. Um, the only thing that popped up actually was a few different yeast varieties that, that are, promote that. Promote it? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so I, I know uh, Scott Janish does talk about uh, being able to, or in the wine industry, there is like a commercial uh, beta glucose Glucose, it is um, enzyme that you can add, um, but it works at warmer, uh, at at higher pH, mm-hmm. above that four five, uh, which is kind of where we're finishing at. Yep. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last episode, um, but so no, like when we do our mash, we're shooting for like five two, and we're dropping, mm-hmm. um, pretty much throughout all of that, and we want to kind of finish our beer around yeah. that four five.
1: Yeah. So well, and actually, I mean, if you, you think about this, you're adding. Yeah, you would be adding those dry hops probably. Yep. at a stage where the pH has already been dropped to, you know. So, you know, if you maybe this is a situation where you want to start your mash temperatures or I'm sorry, your mash pH and not maybe shoot for 5.2 but maybe shoot for 5.4 or 5.5 to ensure that that to make sure that, it's h- above that pH stays above that 4.5 mark.
0: Um, all right, and then warmer temperatures, so mm-hmm. ale fermentation temps and above, which is why we're not seeing a ton of like uh, loggers with biotransform, yeah, um, and then a low simple sugar environment, which mm-hmm. would be like a post fermentation environment. Yep,
1: yep. And the way to get that would be higher mash temperatures. Yep. Yeah, so you know if you're if you're looking, and you know this, the, I I know that this chapter specifically doesn't discuss a lot of like when, where's, and why's, but you know just simply put, um, make sure your your pH is four and a half percent or better, warmer, uh, fermentation temperatures. So probably closer to like what, 70 degrees, 72. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So definitely on the higher side, or if you're using, um, a Kvike yeast, mm-hmm. uh, you can even go higher than that. Like yeah. you can be pushed into the eighties and even the nineties. Yeah. Um, wild. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you're going to get better bio-transform that way. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other,
1: the last thing just in this point is to, you know, the, at the very start, start with a, a mash ph of probably i'd say 156 or higher yeah yeah but, you know, so something where you have you have some longer chain sugars
0: yeah. um all right uh in terms of yeast producing a uh, bioflavoring mm-hmm. enzyme the bioflavoring enzyme uh, beta glucosidase um, non-saccharomyces strains typically have a higher activity, yep. um, like bretomyces, mm-hmm. um, but we don't want to use bretomyces for the most part in not our... Not generally, yeah. Not generally in yeah. our IPAs, except Omega has a bretomyces strain that is a tropical ale strain. Okay. Very interesting. Like, yeah, yeah um, it's on it's on the Northern Brewer uh, website okay. if you want to look it up. But it's a basically, um, or it was considered to be a Brettomyces strain, and then they realized it was a Saccharomyces, uh, but it behaves like a Brettomyces strain, mm-hmm. so that one might work for this really well. Um, but uh, certain wine yeasts have also been tested as high producers of beta uh, beta glucosidase.
1: Yeah, as a good reference, I actually looked at the is it the Lalamond yeast company. They they have a good amount of information on their website about this uh, beta glucosidase enzyme, and they put um, you know they have actually put on the website different yeasts that they produce that are higher in that. The highest one they have is a bel saison, is their bel saison, which is a great oh, really? Belgian ale yeast. Okay. And actually, that I was saying before the show that, that to me would be maybe a good option for a, a hazy IPA is using a uh, a saison yeast. Kind of the lowest temperatures that um, the yeast can tolerate, mm-hmm. and that might still produce some of those, you know, you know, still allow that biotransformation reaction to occur. But then you're not going to get those phenols from the yeast, yeah. quite as much. Um, they also recommend uh, their West Coast and their New England IPA yeast as options. So, okay, and those are all yeast that they have um, seen that have a, a more of that beta gl- glucosidase in it. The other um, option that I've found was using a white wine yeast. Okay. And I, I I've never even considered using wine yeast in, in ale making, and they're both uh, Saccharomyces, so it would make sense. Uh, my only concern with using a wine yeast would be that would end up being a pretty dry beer, I think. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean I don't Maybe know. not. Yeah. Because you know you're there. It's not it's not fermenting. Those simpler sugars, it's from well, yeah. So I mean, fermentables from barley. it might
0: be, it might be dry in the sense like that those simple sugars are pulled out, mm-hmm. uh, but it it should still have the mouthfeel and the and the perceived sweetness from from these hop flavors, right? Right. So, yeah, it might be dry in the traditional sense, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, really interesting to see. Like that would be a fun experiment to play play around with.
1: Yeah. So, um. Uh. So the next one we, we want to come is is the, is that exo beta, glu- glucanase gluconase. and that kind of goes over my head a little bit. So. Yeah.
0: So the exo beta gluconase uh, is found in some Saccharomyces strains. Um. Is basically ah, yes, okay. a, um. Like it's another enzyme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can liberate uh aroma compounds directly from gly- glycosylated uh precursor. Uh, but to a lesser degree than beta glucosidase. So basically, it does what beta glucosidase does, but worse. <laughs> um, but it's found more readily in a lot more uh-huh. Saccharomyces strains. Sure. So it's it's kind of what we're going to be running into as brewers mm-hmm. more more often. Um, and it's but it's also less sensitive to fermentation conditions. So exo beta glucanase um, can uh like it can it it will work better at lower pHs and cooler temperatures and okay and in those environments because it's not quite as sensitive okay um but even if, if it's working better it's still working not, not as quite as well as, yeah. well as mm-hmm. beta glucosidase yeah these are some big words woo <gasps> um so typical ale strains uh can biotransform free hop uh, terpenoids like uh, gerana oh, wow, G- geraniol, mm-hmm. right? Uh, into citronella
1: yep, which is like the geranial I think it's it's like a flowery, yep. And citronellol yeah. is citrus. citrus, like yep, it's yep. it's citrusy. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this biotransformation can happen without the presence of beta glucosidase, but may be enhanced by the presence of the enzyme is more, uh, how did you say, ger- geranial, geranial, geranial. Would likely be available Mm -hmm. from the hops. This conversion, uh, gerionyl to citronellol, is happening quickly during the fermentation. So late dry hop additions likely wouldn't see much of this conversion, which is when we get to what we were talking about, adding it early into the fermentation.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense to me, um, you know, knowing what I do about yeast uh, activity is, you know, that the yeast basically they're going in, they have one job, and that is to convert sugar into alcohol mm-hmm. right and co2 and heat and all the things it does so the more active that that yeast is and the happier and the healthier it isn't just going after all that sugar which is high croissan um is is where you're going to be able to add those hops and the yeast is like oh we're going to eat this too and so that that absolutely makes sense to me that that why high why high kreusen. and this is that idea that i was saying earlier it's like we knew that something was happening we just we didn't just know just didn't, what we didn't know what or we didn't have a name to it. So, you know, adding adding hops to high croissant is dangerously fun because it can explode back in your face, and that's happened to me. But the closer you can get those hops in your fermenter to you know to when it's as active as it can be, it, the more bio the more likelihood you are going to have this biotransformation process. Uh, hops uh, hops contain both bound and free compounds hops high in bound uh, bound compounds would benefit from enzyme treatment to release these additional trapped flavors. So that would be, you know, again, using uh, yeast that has the beta, beta uh, glucosidase in it at higher levels or, you know, trying to find that enzyme commercially. Um, that, that's definitely going to benefit from releasing those you know again they, they are really trapped they're not gonna yep. necessarily you know they'll they'll just make their way through they'll stay in the in essentially in the hop yeah. um compound yeah and
0: that's the the transformation part is releasing those mm-hmm. right and then converting them yep. into uh from from uh geraniol to citronella um, and so like Amarillo, uh, was one that they talked about a lot in mm-hmm. the book. Um, it showed the most, uh, glycidically bound, uh, geranial uh, potential and could be enhanced with beta glucidase proven yeast or a commercial enzyme. Yep. So basically what they're saying is you can take Amarillo, uh, and what, what's the, what's the flavor, uh, like Amarillo, when you add that, like what, what, what flavors are you getting from Amarillo?
1: I get a lot of like stone fruit, but also citrus.
0: Yep, and so this would this would kind of back the stone fruit off and really mm-hmm. enhance the citrus. Okay, because you're you're yeah. you're pulling all that uh-huh. out and you're converting it into yeah yeah that, the citronella.
1: Some other uh, free are we talking about free geraniol hops yet or is that the one that's um, in them?
0: For, so free gerani or free hops uh, like also ben- or benefit more from biotransform. Okay, uh, but if you have the the exobeta glucanase. Um, those will liberate the trapped, right? Yeah, from what I understand. Right? No, any any beta glucosidase, but the free the free journey will be biotransformed as well into citronella.
1: Guys, Casey's head just exploded. I'm I'm, I'm working on it, guys.
0: <laughs> it's I'm I'm trying to keep everything straight. I have yeah. my
1: notes, but still, like there's a lot of words, big words. <sighs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh but there are, you know the book also talked this chapter also talked about these um you know the these hops that are highest in these concentrations of the free gerennial. concentrations of free geraniol highest in concentration okay and that's you know i mean it's the i always say the word motuka uh where which one somewhere in here
0: uh, oh, oh, Matuka, Bravo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cascade, Chinook, yeah. Chinook, yeah, yeah. Uh, Citra, Mosaic, and mm-hmm. and Sirachi Ace.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. And this and this is an interesting thing for me because I the one one of the things I like about hazy IPAs is some of those like fruit, like those like smooth stone fruit flavors. So you know you're kind of there's a balancing act for me between. This could be my, my being naive, but you know between converting these stone fruit characters into a citrus character
0: right pushing them towards the lime citrus yeah uh but so it's it's super interesting though because so say um so say we take all of all the lessons that we've kind of learned so far and we're doing you know uh fewer fewer hop additions or I mean, uh, more hop additions mm-hmm. with fewer amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're uh, and then like we're we're adding them earlier and more yep. frequently, mm-hmm. um, and then you take a beer proved traditionally, like I guess quote unquote traditionally, like uh, let's say early two thousands West Coast style, um, just like and we're just using Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Those two beers, like if you had the same malt bill. Um, and you just changed the hopping are now going to be completely different. Yeah. Like, especially with the bio Transform, you're going to get a lot more of that citrus lime yeah. than that stone fruit character. And it's just it's going to be a night and day difference. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. to Yeah,
1: me. yeah, for sure. And y- you know, you know, so y- you know what we found out this week that you know yeast makes it. I mean, obviously, everyone I, I know that yeast makes a giant different giant difference in the beer you produce, but these these yeast strains that have more of the beta glucosidase enzyme in it it's a it's a huge difference in even the haziness of the beer mm-hmm. not even to mention you know how how it's interacting with the hops in and of itself so um yeah it's just you know it's it's mind blowing that it's just been 8 years since the Mitch Steele IPA book came right. out and he was i mean i remember listening to the brewing network and he was you know either a guest on it or they they referenced him quite a bit yeah he he, he was a guest uh, to... i
0: started listening to the brewing network around that yeah, time when yeah. that book was coming out and his
1: part uh, you know and he's what, what was the was firestone walker was he the head brewer uh there? no no
0: that's uh, that's matt bernoldson okay uh you no, you uh he's at stone
1: stone right okay yeah, yeah. and i mean and... his 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 knowledge of of hopping i'm i'm you know, I know now, I mean, I guess I don't know, but I would, I would assume even now, but back then that was like, he, he knew more about hopping beer than yep. most, you know, he put more um, effort into knowing about hopping beer well, than Well, and most his brewers. pedigree
0: was super interesting, too, because he came from AB InBev.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he knew his stuff, and so that was eight years ago he wrote this book, and yeah. now it's just like how the market is wanting to drink, or how, you know, how consumers are wanting to drink beer and what beer should look like, It's it's... It's like changing all the time. Yeah. You know, which is changing, both evolving great and terrifying. And yeah,
0: right. Well, it, it, and it moves so fast. You can't get stuck in the rut and be like, well, this is the way beer should be yeah. anymore. Yeah, like, I've, you have that, to be constantly experimenting. I in. have
1: uh, definitely fallen into that, that, yeah, quite uh, up until pretty recently, actually. We, we I think we and all I, have I, at, I, at
0: some point. You fall into like, this is what I grew up drinking and this well, is what we should drink.
1: And I, I think for me is, you know there's you know beer has been brewed for ever and ever and there are certain there are certain styles of beer that are timeless and i appreciate those myself as a drinker like i was saying those west coast ipas Um, i prefer over a new england any day of the week Um, i also prefer a good standard lager you know uh, depending so, well, on where as, it's brewed.
0: As far as as far as timelessness, I don't think a West Coast IPA would fit under timelessness. Well, I in mean, my lifetime because well, does. no, but I mean, you, you talk about like a good like German Lager mm-hmm. or these uh, these Belgian styles that yeah. have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, or even
1: and, even I guess a, a like a, a, a English bitter, but we right. we haven't really been exposed to in this area of the yeah, world. Yeah, we don't get enough bitters over here, which bitters, is a so. bummer. It's sort of like, in my opinion, I guess the 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 West Coast IPA. Is sort of like my version of a, mm-hmm. a, a a timeless British bitter. I know they're not the same beer, yeah. And I'm not trying to step on any toes by saying that. It's just like this is what we have available. And I have been a beer drinker for decades at this point. And New England IC- IPAs to me are, I guess, timeless because of that. But um, but it's easy. So yeah, it's easy to kind of as a beer consumer to fall in this pattern of. These, this is what beer should be, mm-hmm. but I'm not the only beer drinker in the world. So as a brewer, I have to keep my mind open to fruitcake beer and hazy IPAs.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a reason fruitcake is a running joke in sitcoms. Like, let's be <laughs> honest here. Nobody wants fruitcake. No,
1: I'm, yeah, I don't think so either. But, you know, it's just, again, you just have to... I'm not the only beer drinker in the world. If we were all the, if we were all if we all wanted to drink the same beer, we'd still be drinking um at least in in the the United States we'd still all be drinking light domestic loggers. Yeah. But that's not what we want to drink anymore. That's not what the consumers are looking for. All right. Uh is there
0: anything else you'd like to say on BioTransform? I think we've kind
1: of exhausted it. I don't I mean, think as we've far, exhausted as far as it, well all right. We've I exhausted think...
0: it to our ability. <laughs> yes. Um our ability has been exhausted. Yes, we have yes, not exhausted yes. the topic. We're exhausted. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we got some listener mail this week. Uh, yeah, you guys have been sending stuff in. Please keep doing this. Yeah, we love it. It's fantastic. Uh, the first one is from, and I'm going to apologize in advance for massively ruining this name, uh, Ilpo uh, Aaronko. uh Hey, greetings from Finland. I just wanted to let you know that I've been listening uh, to your homebrew podcast. I mean, all of them in like three days time. And it's been awesome. You guys have been able to open a lot of insight into things. I knew already, especially the East discussion on laboratory level has been super uh, educative. So thank you guys and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, uh, Ilpo. Uh, we, we appreciate these. I wanted to throw this one out there so you guys know it's okay to send us like, hey, we like what you're doing. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> it, honestly, it's just a massive morale boost for us. And It
1: is. And and this actually, this one reminded me of, you know, he's he obviously has been through a lot of the... Uh, I'm assuming this is a man, Ilpo. Probably. Sorry, I, you know, I love I love the name. If Casey's pronouncing it correctly, but uh, you know, th- this this podcast even has covered a lot of topics. Well, we've been uh, yeah, I went, and probably more than once on some of them. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm we've, we've we've. Run, I'm trying to remember now when when we started doing. I kind of want to know when we started.
1: <laughs> so anyway, but you know, it, it's this. You know, topics can be recycled. Um, if there's things that you know, if there's a if there's a a show that you listened to recently that we aired three years ago, and we've been doing a, this for six years. Now. Okay, so if there's a, you know whatever, I should, <laughs> yeah, I really should. But I mean, if there's a, if there's a question you have from an episode that you listened to recently, but it was aired s- five years ago, mm-hmm. ask. You know, we well, you know, and... we might we might have a different answer. We might have a uh, um. A more in-depth answer
0: right and like i mean just look how the science has changed in mm-hmm. in that time like yeah. we we're just talking about the mitch steel book uh and i believe we talked about that on the show yeah. at one point point. Mm-hmm. and now we have bio transformation yep. and yep. things have changed so
1: and i haven't an, i have a i have a dream that we can have um listener mail episodes
0: yes i do love listener that's mail episodes. the only yeah. thing
1: that we talk about we answer questions we read but we need we need listener mail in, yep. in order to do that. So I'm I'm happy to see that more and more listener mail, even in the last eight months, have been has been coming yep. in. Um, but you know, to be able to just sit sit back and kind of have a fun listener mail episode, keep keep it coming.
0: All right, and then we have one uh, from Michael Tarosky. Uh Hello, is there any way I can get the Minnesotan recipe? Uh, I'm not going anywhere but my house anytime soon. And I want to know what Katie is always making. Um, I know you can't give the exact recipe yes, because probably pri- – Eh, Just I don't want to yeah, step yeah. on toes. Yep. I
1: mean, I'm I've always been of the opinion that um, you could probably give the exact recipe for a beer, and it's going to be different yep. based on the brewer and the equipment. But um, but it's also it's, not your recipe to recipe, give. So yeah. yeah, but I can I can definitely give some pointers. Uh, a first of all, it's a um it's a Hellas Lager, a Munich Helles So if you want to look at different recipes um for that style, you're probably going to get pretty close. Um
0: but it's like americanized, right? It
1: it is a little bit. Uh we use a we use a, a an american pilsner malt. Okay. And it's it's a it's a pilsner malt that's a, on the maybe on the a little bit more of the malty side of the spectrum rather than, you know, I guess pilsner malt to me can be described as uh, cleaner, delicate. Oh, there goes my my left ear. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It's fine. Uh but but there's also some some pilsner malts out there that are a little bit more maybe multi-balanced. So I would I would if you want to kind of aim for a um minnesotan like beer uh tr- shoot for a a a Pilsen rather than a, or I'm sorry, a, a maltier balanced Pilsen yep. rather than like a clean sweet one. And, um, I wouldn't worry about adding too many more malts, too many more malts to that. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Hellas. So, you know, they're pretty simple as far as their malt bill goes in general. Um, we use the most popular lager strain in the world. And if you Google that, you probably can figure, probably out figure that it is. out yeah. pretty and quick. I mean, there's multiple it's, it's, um, I guess I don't, I don't know what the, like the white labs or the. You know uh, why yeast numbers are, but um, it's 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 you know a very popular um, yeast strain. And then another way we kind of Americanize this beer is we we use we use a pretty similar hop schedule that I I I would assume that a a Munich Helles would use. You know a boil addition at sixty minutes with Mm -hmm. a clean bittering hop, and then we use um we do do a, a a later addition or one or two I can't remember off the top of my head uh one or two later edition hop but they're all boil editions okay um but we don't use a, a traditional German hop we use an American but it is very much from like German lineage so you know make sure you're not using anything that's too citrusy or American uh stick with the herbal floral earthy hops did I miss anything? It's hops, I, I don't it's hops think so. barley, and yeast in beer. So right, yeah, and love, and love, yes, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. I'm sorry, I can't give the the recipe out completely. Yeah, but, but
0: that, I mean, that should give you a decent yeah. uh, jumping off yep. uh, point, Michael. Um, so. I
1: can even, I mean, I would even be willing to go so far as to, uh, let's see, I can't remember. I think that I think it's like a five and a half percent, uh. five point two uh well finishing.
0: let's check the uh the hop and barrel website huh
1: oh there we go yeah go to hopandbarrel.com and you can you can figure out uh the exact abv
0: hopandbarrelbrewing.com
1: hopandbarrelbrewing.com okay yes
0: all right uh miniscons and you, wow your guy's website sucks
1: not my department
0: i know uh all right yeah no it does not have okay anything yeah. about the... it's
1: probably a standard it's probably i mean I, oh, wait, I can hang on hang on
0: i think i think i found it it's just hidden uh 5.2 okay 5.2 yes there we go uh, Oh, there's the sheet cool
1: i would also the and this isn't so much this is just more general brewing knowledge uh consider using a pretty so like softer water, like not you know, make sure you don't use soft water, like water softener water, but use a softer water. Uh, try not to have a lot of a lot of calcium and all the things in it. If you have harder water or a well, consider cutting it with some RO water. And that's and that again, this isn't something that we do at Hop and Barrel, but um, I think to make a good you know it's this this is a beer that comes from a region of the world that has pretty soft water that they brew with. Uh, use acid malt or if you want to use that phosphoric acid or whatever to get the pH as close to 5.2 as possible, that mash pH. That's going to make for a brighter um, finished product. Um, Mash temperature is probably pretty average, 152 or whatever that is in Celsius.
0: Yeah, I don't, I think think you've covered most of it
1: yeah, yeah. anything else nothing else I, yeah, I,
0: yeah I, th- I think that's it right okay yeah sorry all right yeah yeah michael i hope that. yeah that gets you real close yeah. um
1: all right well should we get out of here i think so yeah all right only half of my earphones work so headphones work so all right. as well. i got
0: the same problem so uh all right uh
1: guys if you have any questions
0: comments or ideas or have you go ahead send an email at feedback at blinders you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash you can follow us on twitter at blinderscreeninja and i'll see you guys next week thanks so much